For more information about the podcast you are about to hear, visit genius-podcast.com. This dramatic podcast is intended for mature audiences and contains material that may be disturbing to some. Randolph Avenue Okay, is he tagged? Yeah. Good. Wrap him up. And on the stretcher. One, two, three. <laughs> so the examiner wants... Oh. Hello, Sergeant Gregson. I thought this was your off night. Yeah, I'd like to handle this one if you don't mind. Is that okay? Well, sure. I'll ride with the body back to the morgue. Good man. The woman sitting over there at the table lives here. Says she came in and found him hanging right there in the middle of the room. Doesn't know him from Adam. Okay, thank you. Miss Moriarty, I'm Sergeant Tobias Gregson. We've met before. I remember. I'm overseeing this case now. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You've probably been asked them before, but I would like you to answer them again. All right. Did you know that man? No, not at all. Not at all? Not even seen him on the tube, uh, at the grocer's? Not at all. If I'd have known him, I'd imagine I'd be hysterical. And you're not upset? Yes, I'm upset. A stranger has hanged himself in my flat. Of course. Right. Uh, did the police tell you that when we examined the body, there was a business card in the deceased's pocket? No. Right. It was a card for a consulting detective named Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. And do you know Sherlock Holmes? Um... Say no. No. Right. He's an investigator. The Metropolitan Police consult him periodically. Genius by Tracy Houston Series 1, Episode 8 Decoherence St John Street, Oxford, 1990s Jim, you never mentioned that your sister was so pretty. Oh, she is. I'm trying to study. I love her lovely hair. Me too. Sabine, can I play in your hair? I'm studying. Tony's great with hair. Let him do you over, Beanie. Come on, Sabine. Okay, but I've got to finish this section. No worries. Aha, Jim. Look at the way it curls over her shoulders. So lovely. And then I can sweep it up on top and... Uh, leave it down, Tones. That's beautiful that way. Oh, but I like it up. It shows off her face. So elegant. I don't like it like that. See? A few loose strands. It doesn't have to be severe. Tell me, leave it. A little Grace Kelly, like this. You're a princess. Oh. Take her hair down, Tony. What do you think, Sabine? It's wonderful for your eyes and cheeks. Tony. I just need some jewel clips, and then I can... Anthony, I, I think you should stop. Take it down now. What's going on? Tony. Please, Anthony. Fine, fine. 
Why don't you go for a walk, Anthony? You're kidding. What? A walk, Anthony. Now. Why? What's going on? Am I missing something? I need to talk to my brother. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, fine. I'll, I'll just go pick up some things at the shop. Yes. Now. Jim, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have let him mess with my hair. I don't mind it, Beanie. I just... I just like your head down. It's my hair, Jim. I can do what I like with it. Don't put it up! I hate that! I hate it! Listen to me! Your hair is beautiful! You have the, the nicest hair of anyone! Like silken cord! You have the hair of, of Mary Magdalene! I'm sure even she put it up from time to time. Get out of there! Stand! Jim, stop! Stop! Ow! Let go! You're hurting me! It's dependent! Remember? Mary Magdalene and Mother's Funeral? Yes. You swore you'd never hurt me if I was wearing it. It means I'm on your side. I am. Did you mean it? Of course I mean it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I, I don't want to hurt you, Beanie. I, I, I love you. I'm sorry. I'll stop now. I'm so sorry. Yes. It's okay. <sighs> Calm down. It's just hair. Of course. You're completely right. Cut it all off. I don't care. I'm sorry, Beanie. It's been... It's been hard. These past few days. What do you mean? I'm on probation. What? What is this? Apparently I haven't made sufficient progress this term. Tutor thinks I've plagiarised. No. Of course he can't prove it. He's just a bitter old queen. But if Anthony, oh God, Sabine, if Anthony were to find out... You haven't told him? If I am sent down, it would wreck his reputation. They'd throw him off the rowing crew. That's nonsense. You have to tell him. I don't know. How can I? What do I even say? I can't even look him in the eye. You have to let him know. That's him. Please, Beanie, don't say anything. Tell him. I can't! Is it all clear in there? You must. All right. Okay. I will. You will. Just let me do it in my own time. All right. As safe as it'll ever be. I got some milk. Okay, Jim. You're the best sister ever. Randolph Avenue. Sorry, sir, this is a crime scene. I'm Sherlock Holmes, and this is Dr. John Watson. Sergeant Tobias Gregson has asked us here. Right, then he's over... First, may Dr. Watson here examine the body? Uh, we were just set to take him in. John. Got it. Oh, dear God. Gary Elliot. Gary Elliot. He feared for his life if he was seen seeking my advice. He was right. Been dead for a few hours. Okay. Intense hypostatic congestion in the feet and hands. Been hanging for a while. Extreme vivacity surrounding the neck. Checks out. John. What? What's she doing here? I intend to discover. Many thanks for calling us here, Sergeant. How may we be of assistance in this matter? Sherlock Holmes, this is Sabine Moriarty. How do you do? Ms Moriarty came home this evening to discover the victim hanging in her flat. His name is Gary Elliot. What? He had engaged my services a week ago. 
Well, that answers my next question. He had your card in his pocket. Indeed. His address is on Addington Road in Lambeth. He lived with a woman named Leslie Griffith. Has she been notified? Leslie Griffith? Gary Elliott? We have, but we're still trying to determine if it was a suspicious death. Most assuredly it is. Scuff marks on the chair he'd tried to climb back on before he suffocated. Clothes damaged, disarrayed, a missing button on his right sleeve. There was a struggle. All right, the coroner can have him. Miss Moriarty says she's never met the victim. Sergeant Gregson, a word before we pack up the body. Excuse me a minute. But you have been to his condo. 814 Addington Road, SE1. Precisely. Jim's flat in Lambeth that has a view on the Millennium Wheel. Well, you wrote on the mirror with lip balm. What? Your home has been hijacked. Call the police, Moriarty. It was a woman's handwriting with the unmistakable incline of a left-handed person standing five foot six. Correct. All this time you knew it was her? Celebrating 50 years of telecommunications excellence. I beg your pardon? Say again? 50 years of telecommunications excellence. It was on a mug in the kitchen cabinet. How I knew that Jim didn't live there. What else did you see in Gary Elliott's kitchen? Teddy bear mugs, twee cups, corporate mugs from conferences. What sort of corporate conferences? I don't know, World Conference of Civil Engineering or something that would bore Jim to tears. Of course. Gary Elliott was an engineer. Took his degree overseas. How do you know that? A silver ring on his baby finger. An engineer's band, to be precise. Such a ring is presented to engineers upon completion of studies in North America. Very sorry, Miss Moriarty. I'm afraid, as it does appear to be a homicide, we will remain on the premises for the night. Oh, I see. Might you have somewhere you could sleep this evening? A friend you could call? I, um... Well, let's see. Excuse me a moment. Hello? Hello, Aidan. It's Sabine. Sabine? What's wrong? Are you... I need a favour. Anything? First of all, please don't ask me any questions. All right. Can I spend the night at your place? Okay. How soon can you get to my flat? Fifteen. I'll grab a taxi. Please come and collect me. And don't be put off by the police. I'm leaving now. St. John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Hi guys, I'm... Wow! What happened? Is there an outage? Hello? What's going on here? Jim? Anthony? Hello? What's all this? Oh, come on! What's happened to my bed curtain? Guys? <gasps> Sabine! Is everything alright? Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm fine. Um... Everything's okay. <laughs> Is it? The lights are out. The flat's destroyed. Uh, yeah. Um, look, we... Where's Jim? Right here, Beanie. Just sorting out some things. A bit of a party. Right, Tones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. In the cold light of day, it doesn't look very pretty, does it? <laughs> Come back to the bedroom, Tony. I'll need your brawn to set things aright. Right. Uh, okay. How did you manage to pull down my bed curtain? Got to partying a little too hard, maybe, but we'll fix everything up. Don't worry. Tony will fix your curtain. Why don't you go out for a bit and let us air out the place? Jim, it's late and I've got to study. All right. 
Rainy sister. That's fine. But don't mind us banging about. Can I read on my bed at least? Absolutely. Let me pull what's left of the curtain so you can have some privacy. Fine. <sighs> Is that a person? Yes. My God. You didn't kill somebody? Oh no, Beanie, but I bet he's going to feel like he's dead tomorrow. Too much experimenting, got a little out of hand. Oh, these first year students. He's just unconscious. Where are you going? Returning him to his dormitory. He'll have to sleep it off. Back soon. So make sure the pathologist has got everything? I will, sir. Right, there's that. Sergeant Gregson, a word, please. We agreed that we would share information. Quite so. There's the not-so-small matter we discovered your business card when we went through the victim's pockets. Sherlock's not a suspect, is he? And then, once we contacted Mr Elliot's widow, she told us that a threat had been made earlier. Interesting. And that Scotland Yard had come to interview them. Makes sense. Scotland Yard came to interview them because of a message they found on the bathroom glass. Except we didn't. Except we didn't, Mr. Holmes. Do you get me? Ah. The description given of the two detectives, one wearing a herringbone-covered coat and the other with a dark jacket, very much like how you both... I see. And then the address, 29 Randolph, stuck in my head. Where do I know that street, I thought. Yes. I looked it up, and lo and behold... My source. Our source. You were right to call. I'll have to take a statement from you both, although I have a feeling it'll need to be off the record. You aren't suggesting we're suspect. Impersonating police officers. Oh, right. But I'd prefer your cooperation, and to protect your source. Well then, you have all assurances. However, I feel I must alert you to a small but not entirely insignificant matter if you continue to have your men search this flat. Which is? There is a firearm in the third drawer of that credenza. A Cheska's Broyovka Uheski Brod 75 semi-automatic. Possibly some ammunition. There is? How do you know this? Did she tell you? No, but I am aware that she owns a gun. She is Moriarty's preferred sharpshooter, after all. She had it during the firefight. Ah, but when we tested all the shells from the scene, none of them she were She didn't fire the gun. She is well-trained and knew enough to hold her fire when things went pear-shaped. Something that she could teach a few of your officers. And it's in the third drawer of the credenza? Yes. Here? Yes. But how do you know? When a person believes their house is on fire, instinct drives them toward the thing they value most. Oftentimes a parent will grab their child, a childless person will reach for something else. All through the police interview, Miss Moriarty's eyes have been fixated on this drawer. Well, mm. it is prohibited to own a semi-automatic pistol without a Class 1 permit. I am aware of the firearms laws. But think, Sergeant, she is Moriarty's armed protection. How do you suppose she gets information on his whereabouts? If you bring her up on gun charges, it would certainly expose her, and our trail would abruptly end there. She's a brilliant woman. Do you think if she were to murder someone in her flat that she would leave her gun in a drawer in her front room? Then take it. 
This puts me in a very bad position, Mr. Holmes. I understand. Take it to her and tell her to be more careful. I imagine this is not lost on her. Bloomsbury, London. Well, this is it. Sorry, the maid's not been. Haha. <laughs> Thank you, Aidan. It's after midnight. Yeah. Do you work tomorrow? Yes. It's Tuesday. I was heading to bed when you called. I don't mean to keep you up. I'm awake now, though. Tell me what happened. Tell me what the police were doing at your flat. Please understand that there's much I can't say. I got home this evening and there was a dead body in my flat. What? He was hanging. Nobody I've ever seen before. Very dead. Sabine! I called the police, who cut him down. Aha. Uh-huh. And I saw your boyfriend was there. My boyfriend? Sherlock Holmes. Not really my boyfriend. Sorry, I don't know how to call him. What was he doing there? I'm not sure. But Aidan, listen to me. The police are searching my apartment because that man didn't hang himself. What? No. They think it was a homicide. My God. So they are searching my apartment and they're going to ultimately discover that I own a gun. Oh my God. Sabine. I've given your address as where I'll be staying tonight, so I'm expecting that they might show up and take me in for questioning. Oh, God. Right. Just so you know. I'll go with them, don't worry. No seams. Okay. Thanks. But don't mind me. I'll keep right here in the lounge. Oh, no, I can't... I'll get the door if they ring. Now go to bed, working guy. <sighs> Good night, Sabine. St. John Street, Oxford, 1990s. Aren't you going to read it? It looks important. It isn't. But it's from the Department of Experimental Psychology. I'm sure it is. Hey, sis, watch her. What's Anthony talking about? Some piece of mail from the department. And I'll read it later. But it looks... I'll read it later. <sighs> Sabine, tell Jim to open the letter. Jim, what is it? Why don't you want to look at it? I know what it says. Do you? They're concerned about my research project. Oh, God, Jim, just open it. What is your research project? Non-depolarizing neuromuscular blocking agents. Suximethonium. Very good, Beanie. That's right. Is that what you used on that unconscious fellow that you had to carry back to the dormitory? Oh, no. That was something else. That's it. I'm opening it. Tony! Oh, my God. You're right. It's a warning from the department. You see? Jim, this is serious. They could expel you. Oh, they won't. They're all talk. Misappropriation of the department's controlled substances. They never locked the cabinet. Did you steal drugs from the university storage? For research. If you get sent down, I don't know what could happen. It's only a caution. What do you need with those drugs? They'd probably throw me off the rowing club. I'll go have a word, all right? Jim, what are you doing with those drugs? It's a misunderstanding. Are you selling them? I'm doing research, Sabine, for my paper. Why don't I believe you? You think I'm lying, don't you? You think, you think I'm telling stories? Here, here, take a look. Look, look at it. My paper. See, I wrote this. Consideration of residual paralysis risk with non-depolarizing neuromuscular blocking agents. Oh. They don't lock the cabinet. They never lock the cabinet. They were probably cautioned and now they've got to look like they've, they've taken steps. I can't go off the team, Jim. My father will kill me. Don't worry, Tones. I'll go right now to the department head. I'll clear it up. I've got it. I'll show them my draft for the, of the research paper. What if the department head isn't there? I'll take it up with someone higher up. I'll find someone. 
And you didn't believe me, sis. That hurts. Holland Park, London. Sergeant Gregson. Ah, you found it. I was worried. Holland Park. It's a beautiful afternoon. Yes, but why not meet at Scotland Yard? I need... I, I thought it would be a nice uh, neutral spot. Neutral? I wanted to talk to you, alone, off the record, uh, completely between us. This isn't part of any investigation or anything. I'm not sure I can be of help. I think you can. I need some information, a clarification, something that would be very beneficial, useful for me to know. What is it? Listen, I understand... Let me say, I, I think I understand a bit of what is going on here, but I have to say, you, Holmes and Moriarty are brilliant, smart geniuses. Uh-huh. You see, I'm trying to keep up, keep my head above water. It's not easy. Yes. So I need some... So I need to know some facts, a background, nothing more, so, so I can situate myself. I'll have a question, some questions that you may find uh, intrusive, but I assure you that I mean nothing other than to get my head around, to, to get a few things straight. All right. Uh, okay, well, I hate this, but um, are you and Sherlock Holmes in a relationship? Are you, you know, with one another? Oh, that. Sorry, it's, it's terrible of me to ask. And again, I assure you that anything you say at this point... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you are asking me. Oh. Well, the usual type of thing. You know, the, the two of you uh, in a relationship, dating, seeing each other, whatever. Sergeant. I mean, I, I feel like a fool for asking, but I, I really need to know. I wouldn't ask, but I got the impression from him that you and he, well, you were at least friends. Sergeant Gregson. Call me Toby. At this point, you must be somewhat familiar with my brother's, his, well, his way of doing things. I think so. This is important. If I say something, if I indicate in any way that Sherlock Holmes is anything more to me than an acquaintance, my brother will assuredly kill him. So as you can imagine, I am reluctant to comment. Right, but you're saying that you are in a relationship with him. That's a confirmation, right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything. You don't want your brother to know? Correct. But surely he must suspect. I'm sure he does. Forgive me, I'm not going to say anything more. Ms Moriarty, uh, Sabine, I'm just asking you to confirm because it would help me understand the situation better. Really, you can trust me. You don't understand what I'm saying! I never wanted, I have tried to stop this, but... My brother will destroy him. He will. This is what he does and there's nothing I can do. Okay, it's okay. No! I can't stop him! Jim wants to control me, take away anything I care about, anything I have feelings for. I'm just so tired of it all. Oh, God. Uh, Ms. Moriarty, Sabine. No, look it, look it. Shh, 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 shh. I'm so sorry. Baker Street.
Sherlock. There are times when I must reflect in silence, so that I am at liberty to examine my thoughts thoroughly. It is at these times that I dissect my cognitions with precision and exactitude. And at other times I must lose myself in cacophony and allow the filament of my deliberations to unspool, collide and intersect randomly, so that I might benefit from some inadvertent but fortuitous comprehension. A stochastic collection of random variables as opposed to a deterministic system. Understand then that at points this process requires my undivided attention, sometimes for days. It is upsetting to John, I fear. He says it is like living with a mummified corpse. I see. At present, I confess, I am trying to ascertain why Gary Elliot was hanged in your flat. Did you know that was where I lived? No. Had I the inclination, it would be simple enough to deduce from sundry telltale habitudes and customs. Your manner, the clothes you wear, times you arrive and depart, the type of dust on your shoes, how you hold your head, all would have furnished me with your address. But... But I chose not to. So very little in life is unexpected that I occasionally choose to leave evidence on the vine, that it may ripen throughout the season for a better yield. I will admit, finding you in Locus Scalaris came as a surprise. What did Gary Elliot want with you? You said he had approached you. He had engaged me to investigate Tyrone Bussy Howell's suicide. And so you were at Ty's funeral. I assume your brother had access to Gary Elliot's condo in Lambeth through Tyrone Bussy Howell. But how did he know Tyrone Bussy Howell? He was in some sort of relationship with him. Did your brother think Ty's death was suspicious? No. I think it genuinely surprised him. Alas, then, it is what I had feared. What? There is much that gravely concerns me about this, that I misjudged Gary Elliot's very real fear of reprisals, and further, that my involvement with him may have endangered you. Then I should tell you. Sergeant Gregson wanted to meet me at Holland Park yesterday. He wanted to inquire about our strange association. Ah. I mentioned certain parameters. Constraints. Yes, thank you. Constraints that influence the equation. Of course. I imagine he may come to you with much the same line of inquiry. It's entirely possible. Incidentally, here is your gun. So it is. I told Sergeant Gregson it would be returned to you. Hmm. That's not interesting. But this is. Let's leave Mary Magdalene aside for the moment. Ah, yes. Jim, oh Jim, I'm gagging for it. And I'm going to give it to you. Wait, no, not here, not in the lounge. Oh, yes. But oh. your sister, she's just over there, she'll hear. I don't care. Sabine, Beanie. Oh, oh. Jim, no. Oh. What? Oh, <laughs> hello. She can watch. No, 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 Jim, not here. I know you want it, Tones. Yes, oh. but I mean... Uh, Beanie wants to see me get you off. Jim? <laughs> Jim, she can't. Don't. Come on, she knows what we get up to, don't you, Sabine? It's what adults do. She fancies you, thinks you're fit. I know she does. She wants to see if you're up for it. Right, Beanie? Sabine? 
Sure. Okay. Tony, get your kit off or I'll tear it from you with my teeth. Sabine, I, I thought you were... What? That you were so innocent. That you were immaculate. I'm not. Oh, she's not. See? It's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so horny. Touch her tones. I can't. She's not made of glass. I'm still dressed. Jim, she's your sister. Doesn't that turn you on? I don't mind. Ask her if she minds. Come on, Anthony. Sabine, I, I can't. This is... He's your brother. I'm adopted, and besides, she's not approved. I'm not. Touch her, Anthony. She wants it. I do. Oh my god. <sighs> You're a goddess. Oh, my God. Okay, Tone's enough. Don't switch sides now, even if she is my sister. You're all mine. Oh, she can't watch. She can't watch. Your sister. Oh, God. Sabine. Randolph Avenue. Hang on! Sergeant Gregson! I'm really sorry, Sabine. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. I, I never thought. I, I didn't realise. What are you talking about? He's probably followed. I, I shouldn't have... Oh, God. I'm so sorry. What is it? Hi, sis. Oh, no. Jim? What's going on? Sergeant Gregson has been kindly assisting me. No. No, no. Tell her, Toby. He wanted me to talk to you about Sherlock. You did what? He wanted to find out if you were... You were lying, dear sister. To me. After everything I've done for you. Jim? After I protected you. I protected you. Oh, the irony of it when you betray me like that. I can't stand it. I can't stand it, Beanie. What did he do to you? I'm so sorry. That's not important. You betrayed me. You lied to me when you said you wanted nothing to do with him. How could you? Look, Jim, marry Magdalene. I'm still wearing it. I'm on your side. You don't deserve to wear that necklace. Ow! Lies. All lies. After everything I've done. All the times I protected you and, and you take up with him. I don't know what you're talking about. Sherlock Holmes, you lied, liar. <laughs> You're seeing him! So what if I was? What if I was, Jim? What's he done to you? Leave me alone! He's turning you against me! Get out! Get out of my flat! I hate you! You've never done anything for me! Shut it, Jim! Stop it! Stop! You won't shoot me. Yes, I bloody will! Get off of her! Get out, Jim. Your career is already in the toilet, Sergeant Gregson. I don't think you want to do that. You heard her. Get out! So disappointed in you, Beanie. How easily you played me for a trusting fool. Don't speak to me ever again. It's over between us. Get out! Fine. And by the way, Sergeant Gregson, prepare to meet thy god. He made me ask you about Sherlock. He made me tell him. Made me. 
I'm so sorry. So goddamn sorry. Oh, God, at Holland Park. And now, Sherlock, uh, I'm so sorry. Moriarty threatened me, my, my family. And I'm a weak man, such a weak man, and I don't know how to fix it. I, I can't fix it. I've, I've gone and wrecked everything now. It, it's over. Sergeant Gregson, what did you tell my brother? Tell me what you said to him. Everything. Everything we spoke about together. Oh, God, he's going to kill me. I, I'm so sorry, Sabine. And, and Sherlock. Wait. What about Sherlock? Here. Give me my gun, Sergeant. Just put it down. Don't, don't come near me. Okay. It's okay. Just let me go. Let me. All right. That's fine. Keep the gun. <sighs> Baker Street. No Gary Elliott at the 2002 International Conference on Engineering and Applied Science. Nor at the 4th Annual International Conference on Engineering and Innovative Materials. Ah, someone's coming up. Indeed. I don't recognise the gate. Someone fairly tall, a military man perhaps. I'll answer, as judging by his determined steps, he knows who he wants to see. Sherlock Holmes. I am he. I'm Chief Inspector Patterson. Here's my warrant card. Indeed. I understand that you and Dr. John Watson were assisting Sergeant Tobias Gregson in some matters. Yes, we were investigating the Millennium Wheel attacks, as well as the murder of Gary Elliott, two events which I believe are associated. You do? Before long, I intend to establish where the connection lies. It is only a matter of time, although the death of Gary Elliott forces us to proceed without a key witness. I am Sergeant Gregson's superior, replacing Inspector Barker, who we lost a few weeks ago. When was the last time you saw Sergeant Gregson? A few days ago at the Gary Elliott crime scene on 29 Randolph. That was Wednesday. Why do you ask? He's missing. Missing? It's against type. Sergeant Gregson was a reliable, dependable officer. He hasn't shown up for work since the day after the Gary Elliott investigation was launched. Do you suspect foul play? No, of course not. Oh, but you do was a reliable, dependable officer. You are already referring to him in the past tense. All right. I won't lie. We're terribly worried. As I said, it's not like him at all. And when you take the other factors into account... Which are? After the night you saw him, Sergeant Gregson started behaving erratically. Staying long hours, jittery, jumpy, short, irritable. Leaving work abruptly without explanation. Unkempt, unshaved. Nothing stand out or that unusual, but if you know him... Agreed. That is not what we had observed of him at all. It's only been a few days. We may be overreacting. There is probably an explanation. There is another element you hesitate to tell us. His voicemail. You've reached the desk of Sergeant Gregson and... Uh, Unfortunately, I cannot, um, I've, I've been called away on a, a project and, um, I won't, I, I won't be, I'll be unable to assist with, uh, anything for the foreseeable, uh, I'm sorry. So you see, that's not right, is it? No, 
And of course, as his superior, you are unaware of any special projects? There are no special projects. Then there is cause for concern. So, gentlemen, if you do have any contact with him, I would very much appreciate if you would let me know. And if there is anything that you think we ought to know about his comings and goings, please share. He has a wife and family who are very, very worried. Certainly. And it goes without saying, as the last non-officers to see him, I regret to inform you that you are both considered persons of interest in this case. Good day. That's concerning. It most assuredly is. Apothecary Restaurant, London. Good day, madam. Do you have a reservation? I'm here to meet Richard Payton and John Francis Masterson. Ah, yes. Please, follow me. Sabine! <laughs> oh, there she is. Delighted you could join us. Aidan Raftery said you wanted to see me? Yes. Apologies for all the cloak and dagger, but Llewellyn Ross has strict policies concerning the use of employee contact information. I see. Please, join us. You've met Richard Payton. How do you do? And may I introduce Mr. Li Hao Zhang of the Yuchuan Engineering Corporation of China. Oh, how do you do? Ms. Moriarty, I believe we have met before. It's possible. Of course. It was only fleeting, like much of life. <clears throat> because Llewellyn Ross is the global leader in insurance and catastrophe management, occasionally certain parties wish to make use of our expertise. And sometimes requests fall outside of insuring risk and catastrophe management. For one reason or another, legal grey areas, international treaties, or simple staffing availability. We contract out what we refer to as special assignments. Uh. And Mr. Zhang has a project that we think you would find challenging. I see. You would be paid directly by me. Oh. I offer this small upfront payment as a retainer fee and token of my esteem. Oh. Please, accept. You see, uh, we would have to remove your name from our list of contractors, which makes sense, of course, as technically you can't be working for us while you're working with Mr. Zhang. We would dearly like to avoid any speculation about a conflict of interest, you understand? I see. I have heard of your prowess. Advanced work in statistical probabilities. I have a special project in mind. Something I think you will find of interest. Regarding what? The Thames Flood Barrier. This is the information about the assignment. But this must be kept secret. We are a private company with many competitors. Already there have been attempts to discourage us. The Millennium Wheel attacks were not intended to kill the Lord Mayor. They were meant to, you know... We have lost seven members of our team. Terrible. Ms. Moriarty, you must forgive me. I am a busy man. I have heard many good things about you and look forward to working with you. I have arranged for the lodge to be billed to the YECC to apologize for my abrupt departure. Please, enjoy. Thank you so much. Randolph Avenue, 
Hmm. I can't talk. Sergeant Gregson. I really can't, but let me explain. But uh, no, no, look, listen. I can't. I've got to. Okay. Gary Elliott, the man hanged in your flat, Sherlock was right. It wasn't a suicide. The tests have come back. Jim. No, listen to me. This is dire. It's Sherlock. What? Sherlock killed him. <gasps> No, that's that's This is important. I don't have much time, but he doesn't know you or I know. I don't believe it. It's true, there's proof, evidence, all points to him. The Millennium Wheel, the botched payment. I don't know how deep it runs. Then the business card A red herring. Trust me, Sabine. It's over for me now. All over. I wanted to tell you that night. But I don't please be careful. I'm begging you. You're in grave danger if Sherlock finds out that you know. I wish I could help. I want to help, but I just can't. I've got to disappear. Sergeant Gregson. This is the only chance I have to make amends. I'm so, so sorry for all of you. Uh, wait. Goodbye. Sergeant. Aiden. Aiden Raftery, executive designer, risk Sudoku. New Scotland Yard. Chief Inspector. Strones. Dr. Watson, thank you for coming so quickly. Please, close the door. Is there a development on the Elliot case? No. Please, take a seat, gentlemen. Not a development in the Elliot case, but something I think you ought to see. Photographs? Please, take a look. These are from yesterday. A power lunch at the apothecary, a high-end eatery in the city. Sabine and Zhang. What? I'm sorry. Money was exchanged. It seems like a payment. Hmm. It's a real photograph, Mr. Holmes. Thank you. That's fine. This is a very interesting development. Who are the other men? Richard Payton and John Francis Masterton, higher-ups at Llewellyn Ross Insurers. Ah. This potentially sheds light on the Millennium Wheel case. Perhaps Moriarty... It doesn't end there, I'm afraid. Aha. Sergeant Tobias Gregson's body was found early this morning, washed up on the Chelsea embankment. Gregson! Shocking. My condolences. You reported that he was missing and distraught, but I would not have expected... His team has taken it hard. He was well-liked, and I felt he showed great promise. Has a post-mortem been arranged? I, I should like to attend, if at all possible. It was done immediately upon discovering the corpse. The team is hell-bent for a leather to solve this. Not a suicide? Afraid not. Single shot to the head from a short distance away. Excellent marksmanship. We pulled the spent bullet. Here. Aha. Uh -huh. Nine millimeter hollow point fired from a CZ-75 semi-automatic. And uh, we found this at the site. Chelsea Bridge, where we believe he was shot and dumped into the river. A religious medal. Mary Magdalene. Well, she certainly doesn't have a... She does. Here. Take a look. See? Pray for us. Here, take it. 
I'm very sorry. I know a little bit about all this. I've been here since last night, going through Toby's things. He had some notes. And a business card. Listen, this is a very unfortunate business. It's hit us all hard. Yes. But we can't lose sight of things. We've got to keep our eye on the ball. So, Mr. Holmes, can we count on you to keep us in the loop? Sherlock! Of course. Thank you for sharing this with us. Newton's Dismay Pub. Oxford. 1990s. Hey, uh, have you seen a girl with... At the back. Ah, there she is. Thanks. Hello, stranger. Aiden, Here, let me clear my book. Where have you been? What do you mean? The lecture on Thursday? Oh, it was eights week. Anthony's with the Lady Margaret Hall Boat Club. And the lecture before that? Boaty cocktails for the crew. They were pretty heavy lectures, Sabine. What were they on? Stochastic calculus with respect to the fractional Bryanian motion and a loading dependent model of probabilistic cascading failure. Interesting. You were supposed to read last week. I was looking forward to hearing what you had. Ah, yes, that. I got an extension. What? I got an egretat. What? Hi! Impossible! Shh! I don't want everyone to hear. An agrotan? That's... Did you die? Come down with the plague? Stigmata. Sit down. Do you want a drink, Aiden? What's going on, Sabine? Why aren't you studying? I am studying. Then I won't interrupt. I wouldn't want you to fail your prelims. Which you won't. <laughs> See you around. You know, this was always a possibility. Right, Sherlock? Sherlock? Series 1 is presented without advertising. Please consider a contribution at genius-podcast.com to help us recover the costs and produce a second series. Genius is written by Tracy Houston. The Genius Company of Players are Sarah Marsham as Sabine Moriarty and others, Mitchell Cohen as Jim Moriarty, Gary Elliott and others, James Loy as Sherlock Holmes and others. Amir Sama Nakjavani as John Watson, Anthony Bryce-Jones and others. James Malik as Gregson, Mr. Moriarty, Mycroft Holmes and others. Calder Levine as Aidan Raftery and others. Siobhan Galpin as the narrator, Mrs. Moriarty and others. Matt Dawson and Natalie Darbison performed various voices. The series was produced, directed and edited by Rob Langford and recorded by Rob Langford and Natalie Darvison. Tracy Houston designed and edited the sound, and Virgil Rockford composed the original music. Sherlock's violin was played by Tony George. Visit us at genius-podcast.com.